why do I do what I do? You might wonder. I don't know if you wonder. I don't wonder. Because for me, it's just what's happening. It just comes forth, however it does, whenever it does. But I can talk about this somewhat in the relative sense. Oh, we have a guest. We have a guest in our video. Hello. This is Kimora, in case you haven't met her before. Um, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't really think about or pre-think about any of this, what I'm going to say, what, you know, the, the types of talks I'm giving, um, why I do it. None of that to me is interesting. It's just a bunch of thoughts actually. But if I could speak about why I do what I do in the relative sense, if I could speak about uh, why this matters. It really has to do with unconsciousness. The, the pull of the mind identified ego structures, identity structures, the pull to go unconscious and the part of us which remains unconscious to the degree that we're mind identified is very strong and it's smart and it's ancient. It's older than you. It's older than me. It's been around a long time. It knows what our motivations are. It knows what our fears are. It knows how to nestle itself right into that place that we're deathly afraid to look. And it knows how to stay dormant and then operate when the conditions are right. It's the ultimate opportunist. It's the ultimate chameleon. I see unconsciousness come out of people in such a seamless way at times it's fascinating. I can tell from their own subjective experience that nothing changed or nothing happened. But from my point of view, I can see when the unconscious mechanism came forward and then I can see when it falls back into the background. But to the person uh, for whom that unconsciousness is coming forward, it feels seamless. It just feels like, oh, this is who I am. Nothing changed. No background identity structure came forward to perpetuate a little bit of unconsciousness and then hid again. Now, I really don't know how this comes across. It may sound a little bit ominous or spooky or, or even unrealistic but I assure you it does happen and it happens frequently. The um, mechanism of hiding here is, is actually quite interesting. When I said that your subjective experience doesn't recognize this happening, that's because the subjective experience itself is an illusion. That sense of being a separate subject, a separate one apart from other subjects, other objects, other people, other situations, other times and places, it's quite innocent in and of itself, but it has the potential to hide a lot. It has the potential to perpetuate certain kinds of unconscious behaviors without us even knowing. So this is why I do what I do. I do what I do because I see the effects. We all see the effects of unconsciousness, including profound uh, and violent unconsciousness around us and in the world and in the news and so forth. And 
It's unnecessary, it turns out. Death is not unnecessary. Death is unavoidable. Um, injury is unavoidable. Illness is unavoidable. But violence based on unconsciousness, based on delusion, based on illusion, is avoidable. Okay, we have another visitor. Since it's such a serious topic, I had to bring some <laughs> the singes along to soften the blow, right? Good girl. This is Cleo. So this is why I do what I do. I love it when people wake up. I feel like I'm going through it right with them. I feel what they feel. I feel that openness. I feel that vastness, that huge release, the wonder. And I feel it as if I am them. There's no boundary, there's no separation, there's no personal experience apart from it. And that's wonderful. But that's not really why I do this. I do this because the effects of that are far reaching. And as I've said many times, that's just the beginning. That huge shift, that fundamental change in the experience of who and what you are really is just the beginning. The real work starts after that. The real unbinding from unconsciousness, from illusion, from selfishness, from greed, all of it. That happens after, and it takes some time. But it does bring the practitioner to a place where they find true equanimity within themselves and their environment, right? She already knows about equanimity. She doesn't need to listen to this stuff. Um, and from that equanimity, that peace, uh, the rest of the identity structure can ultimately deconstruct itself because we don't have so much struggle, we don't have so much strife, so much angst, so much frustration, pushing, pulling, and all of it. So we're freed up, our attention is freed up to actually look at what's really happening and what's not happening, most importantly. That's when we really start getting into the shadow and we start to shine light in these unconscious places, in these dark places, these shadow places. And that's where the rubber really meets the road. That's where the work is done. That's where we start to finally abandon the tendencies toward selfishness, unconsciousness, um, acting out of unnecessary or psychological fear, and simply misperceiving reality, misperceiving what's actually occurring, which is the fundamental um, catalyst that sets the whole process of delusion, unconsciousness, and potentially violence into motion. So. That's why I do what I do. I do this because I see and feel a lot of unconsciousness in the, in the human collective psyche, and I have my whole life. And having gone through this process, it became very clear to me that this is really the only real, lasting, and fundamentally irreversible way to get at this unconsciousness, to um, free us from our delusion, our collective and our personal delusion. So hopefully this didn't sound too moralistic, but that's just, that's just what I've seen and that's what I feel and that's what I see on a daily basis. So that's the whole point of this. Um, in Buddhism, they have uh, the Bodhisattva vows. And one of them is greed, hatred, and ignorance rise endlessly. I vow to abandon them. 
endlessly, right? This is uh, taken with a certain gravity to realize that even after awakening, even after deepening of awakening, the potential for illusion, delusion, greed, ignorance is still there for some time. You should never overlook the potential for unconsciousness. Remain vigilant. This is very important, especially as your practice and realization clarifies. Don't settle for um, being halfway awake. Keep at it. There are uh, very good resources now to clarify those deeper stages of realization. But you always have to be willing to feel what you don't want to feel. You have to be willing to see what you don't want to see. You have to be willing to surrender. You have to be willing to sometimes take counsel from those who walk this path before you. That's why I do what I do. So anyway, hope that's helpful. Cleo says bye. She says, have a good Sunday. Ha, <laughs>